0: you're listening to highlights for an episode of the creative process kind of sure yeah well i've i'm i'm two books into a four book uh, of course series you're a writer, yeah uh called the magic misfits which is interesting because that's more for a younger demographic like i didn't mean to 12. i meant for a stage but of course you yeah, are a yeah. writer and you've done your no, memoir i want to talk about i that did too. a memoir as well yeah. yeah but that's an that's a weird interesting that's an unusual memoir as well. I have to say, yeah. The structure was yeah. unique. Yeah, I wrote it as a choose-your-own-adventure. Um, but but uh, in in many ways, I found writing, I find writing for a younger demographic almost more challenging. Mm. Even though the vocabulary might be simpler, the ideas are, uh, des- uh, deserve and are allowed to be cleaner. Mm-hmm. You're also writing for people who don't r- haven't read a lot. So you're yes. potentially um, impacting them in a way that can have lasting effect in a way that I don't think writing the same kind of fiction as for adults might might have. I became very intrigued with um with what else can I do mm-hmm. and I don't say that out of um uh, some sort of disrespect or desire uh, uh, unhappiness in what I was doing, mm. I just thought okay well i've I've done this for four years. It's great. what else you know what else theater theater would be great. Mm. there's no cameras. I can move my whole body. I don't have to stand yeah. in one place uh yeah. so I did theater for a while. and you go, well, that's great. And what about movies it would be so cool to be in a movie yeah on location and somewhere in the middle of the world and yeah. there's you can really spend a lot of time on one scene, and then you never have to do it again. How exciting would that be? Yeah. But I also like kind of. It turns me on to to uh, to confront uh, fears or challenges, and mm-hmm. uh, and to expand my skill set. Right. I don't know. I look at people who are a generation older than myself, uh-huh. even two generations older, and I'm so Im- inspired. By those that are still learning, or at least right. have the mindset of of not thinking they've learned it all. Right, yes. I get you know what I mean? Even in, in um in painters or, or contemporary artists, yes. when I see someone doing the just the same painting mm-hmm. that made them successful over mm-hmm. and over their whole career, I'm impressed by it. Mm-hmm. But it makes me just kind of question them about is that all, are they, have they settled? Do they realize that they've gotten lauded for this singular type of painting and so therefore they're gonna continue to do that, that's what they're gonna be, that's gonna be their stamp? Or are they afraid to try something totally new because they don't wanna be known for too many varied things? Well, it was right around that time, uh, right around sort of Gone Girl, Maybe at the end of How I Met Your Mother, which is a TV oh, yes, show that I should did, talk about that, yeah. uh, where I felt empowered to make big acting choices. Mm. And with that came, with that freedom came more opportunities to do bigger acting choices. Mm. I don't, I'm trying to think, I'm pausing for a second because I'm trying to think if if that's unique to the actor and it probably is because if you if you try too hard as an actor mm-hmm. in a scene and you're trying too hard, it, it feels like you're overacting mm-hmm. and then you get hired less. Or they say, OK, I see what you're doing. Just, just do it regular, normal. <laughs> yeah. But I've gotten to do uh, jobs that uh, that are far from normal. Right. Barney Stinson was this character on How I Met Your Mother. Yeah. And he was very big. Granted, it was a multi-camera sitcom with a yeah. laugh track. And uh, and so it was supposed to be kind of heightened. But the character yeah. that I was playing had his own vocabulary. had his He was he always wore suits. He was yeah. the life of the party. He was mm-hmm. always drinking scotch and just a, a full of adventure. And so the writers would write uh, scenarios and punchlines, uh-huh. assuming that I would take it and do something elevated in some way. I mean, they mm-hmm. were already funny jokes to begin with, but then. Uh, I would take these softballs and try and whack them out of the park <laughs> as often as I could. So I got to do that for a long time. But again, then I feel like I'm doing TV and uh, yeah. film. So mm-hmm. all of a sudden, David Fincher says, hey, you want to have this interesting idea for you to be in Gone Girl? Totally different skill set. Yeah. what well, hi- he saw that from that, you know. <laughs> it's I like- wonder, right? <laughs> yeah. I think for him, it was, it was finding an actor that, uh, that came with uh, baggage. Mm. Uh, and then and then going against that baggage. So mm-hmm. I think people that, that see me or saw me at that time, uh, from what he said, uh, I was very likable mm-hmm. and that you've sort of trusted me. Mm-hmm. So then he wanted me to be someone who uh, you in your, in your gut wanted to trust but, yeah. but in the story felt compelled to suspect so, yes. you, so I, that uh, sort of amped up the creepiness. And mm-hmm. for me, the opportunity to do something super subtle uh, and super realistic and super normal in a sort of messed up world story idea was juicy. I was mm-hmm. very excited to be a part of it and very nervous. But it was very technical. So weirdly, the, the television work that I had done. He does a lot of takes ton of takes. Yeah. I had a big sex scene um, and we had to rehearse and rehearse for hours yeah. before weeks before we even got onto set mm. so that every single take was usable footage because if we were flopping around on a bed and we wind up in the middle of the bed but on another take we were over a little bit to the left he has to choose. He can't use some of each. right? Okay. So yeah. he wanted to make sure that not only was it full of passion and full of spontaneity, but that it was exactly the same every time. <laughs> I would like to ask you about it's not influences, but works that had been, and I hope Pauline, Pauline's been very quiet. She's a mm-hmm. set design uh, lighting student from oh, cool. SUNY Purchase. So You can come in and ask a question nice. if you want. She's been very polite, but I do want to ask, yeah, pip, pipe in there, um, but I do want to ask, you know, <laughs> what work, what, what works, you know, made you want to become an actor, or that you saw that was like, wow, this would be so great to be involved in this, you know what? I can think of two. They're both yeah. the live things. Mm-hmm. When I when I first uh, started acting and came to Los Angeles for a one week job or something, I was with my dad, and we went to see uh, a production of a play called Fences. Oh, August Wilson. Mm-hmm. And James Earl Jones was the star of it. Mm. And and I remember we, I was just the whitest kid ever oh. from small town New Mexico in this big city of Los Angeles, uh, which isn't super diverse. At least it didn't feel that way. Mm. And then I'm sitting there watching this play about uh, a lower middle class uh, African-American man in Baltimore and his family and I just remember being so moved, mm. moved to tears at 13, 14 years old. It's a lot of, about uh, well. in About a world that I really knew nothing about. Mm-hmm. Um, not even from school, really. I mean, a few pages as you skip through things, mm-hmm. but certainly not this feeling empathy for this mm-hmm. specific man. Mm-hmm. And, and Lynn Thigpen was the wife and she was peeling potatoes mm-hmm. on a rocking chair and uh, monologuing ire at his character and I it was so moving and I did think even back then w- w- I was uh, I recognized the impact that's that that the theater can have uh, on someone that that isn't even anything like what they're like right you don't have yeah. to see Talk you about don't that. have to be yeah. Asian to see crazy rich Asians <laughs> days are filled with things that happen and you have to sort of determine whether you're going to make choi- make choices for things to happen or just react to things that are happening around you and why not choose to go do things mm-hmm. you're not going to see art unless you go to the museum but, but I think you experience a theater piece differently if you've, if you've made a night of it if you've gotten dressed up and you're respecting it by going I don't think you have to be in a proper suit and tie or a fancy dress or something but you know if you're watching your uncle at a at a potluck lunch doing a a magic trick yeah you're not as in invested as if you've gotten dressed up and are going to the magic castle Mm -hmm. and you know you've Paid your entrance fee, and you're sitting in a chair. You're, your attention is right? different. Your yep. posture is different. Hundred yeah. percent. So that would be that would be my advice to the youngsters. To listen to the full interview and learn more about the Creative Process projects, please visit www.creativeprocess.info.